Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I am John. And today is episode 14 of season one of Transformers Animated. It is Nature Calls. This episode was written by Todd Casey, who wrote a bunch of stuff throughout the 90s, which this show seems to have. A lot of people who have been big in the 90s and the 2000s, and Hmm. here they are on Animated. Anyway, last time on Transformers Animated, Bulkhead's body was stolen by Headmaster just after Surrey signed him up to create enough art for an entire exhibition in what sounds like a setup from a bad sitcom. And in this episode, uh, Sparkplug is overseeing... Purple and green mining robots. Yep, and he ah oh, yes, very uh, interestingly painted uh, construction vehicles. They're mining mm-hmm. away, and he's having a coffee, and I imagine he's got some liquor in it. When all of a sudden, some <laughs> giant <laughs> I missed that. Some giant monster shows up, and we, all we see are these tentacles grab the machines. <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> And then Prowl is watching. He's standing out on a... Detroit in this show is... I mean, we've said it before. It is very much skyscraper, skyscraper, field. Yep. And he is out in the fields, the hills now... Um, where like a rural snow plow, not even a snow plow, it's a pickup truck with a plow in the front, drives by and tosses an embankment on him. Yeah, so basically this plow driver just went past what he thinks... Or should at least think is a police officer and he buries him in snow yeah. like, uh, okay <laughs> and then we go to optimus hq where prowl is just he's like he's complaining about humans not taking time to notice nature and i'm sorry dude but like roads we, yes. a lot of people enjoy <laughs> snow but roads need to be plowed anyway what's important about this scene is that bumblebee and sorry are playing pole position yeah there we go i wrote that down too and bumblebee's like oh yeah i'm on level 230 says something later but uh, Prowl's like, you're wasting your time with these electronic devices. And Bumblebee's like, dude, you are an electronic device, remember? Yeah, this is, I mean, they've had these beats before. And they go on for a bit until Optimus says, uh, Hey, everybody, I found a weird signal. Why don't you go discover what it is? Yep, and it's not, it's not a sentient being, so it's a, not a Decepticon. They're not worried about that. But it's probably just part of their ship. And they need to recover it, whatever it is, before it falls into the wrong hands. And Sari's like, yay, camping trip. Okay. Now, dear listener, Paul and I, we were big into the scouting movement when we were younger. There were so many scenes in this episode that I just couldn't let go. And this is what started (laughs) it, where I was like, winter camping? That's a whole other thing. And you're bringing tents and you're going winter camping? That's You need to know what you're doing. And when Optimus says, hey, this sounds like a great idea. You two could use some time off. Go camping! On the drive there, Sari insists this is going to be no big deal. Yep, they're just going to eat marshmallows and tell ghost stories and have campfires. And they've got all kinds of shit strapped to Bumblebee's roof. And when they get there and he transforms forms even more stuff falls out because clearly this girl didn't have me teach her how to pack to go camping <laughs> yeah uh, and some of the stuff he brought though is like you know disco lights and speakers and prowl gets yes. annoyed he walks away and then immediately it's night and bumblebee can't set up the tent and sorry can't start a fire because her fire building technique is non-existent well, she's she's banging just- two rocks together <laughs> But on, like, just she laid a bunch of twigs 
end to end out on the <laughs> or side to side on the ground like there's no tp she's not building the cabin she's not ugh. and then she just has a bunch of sticks propped around with marshmallows hanging over what she hopes will be a fire this yes. here this was the one realistic part do you remember a camp many, many years ago when a bunch of first-year scouts were given, here's the year, whatever, $50, $60, go buy cheap food for the weekend, and they just went and bought, like, Smarties and Skittles and Reese's yeah. peanut butter cups and licorice and all this stuff, and then showed up, and, and all they had to eat for a weekend was junk food? <laughs> this is That's the one part of this episode that is realistic, because all Sari brought to eat were marshmallows. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they wasted all the money on that when they could have just bought, like, I don't know, a cigarette lighter or matches. Oh, my but, uh, God. Jesus, yeah. Prowl loses patience watching them, and he like he gets the fire going by rubbing bigger sticks together, and then he just absolutely ninjas this tent up. <laughs> Even lands in a superhero pose at the end of it. And sorry, having learned nothing, says, oh, see, I didn't have to know anything because I've got you guys here. Yep, but Prowl's like, look, we might not always be here, so you need to learn this survival stuff. And sorry, wants to tell ghost stories now, but never mind that. Bumblebee found some batteries for his media player, and he hooks it up to Prowl's all projector one thing about sorry though is when prowl says hey we may not always be here that was the whole point of survival of the fittest was you need to protect yourself so yeah. this this kid learns nothing be it self-defense be it keys nothing anyway prowl turns off the movie crushes bumblebee's media player which he loses <laughs> yes. his shit over that and then they go to bed and in the middle of the night bumblebee and Sorry, are woken up by something in the woods. Yep, there's a noise, and Bumblebee transforms and starts freaking out because monsters always show up when anyone goes camping. Haven't you seen TV? And Prowl transforms and shines his headlight into the woods, and sure enough, there is a large shape moving around, but he just thinks it's a bear. It is not a bear. No, it is a giant thing with a bunch of... I thought they were eyes all over its body. They kind of reminded me of the Invid from Robotech, the eyes. But uh, it has a mining machine for an arm that... And uh, jumps out with them and smacks Prowl through a tree. And Sari runs to Prowl, and then it comes after Sari in commercial break. And when we come back, B zaps it. He's got, okay, so he's got his stingers, but then he's got the put the stingers together and fire a bigger beam weapon, and he's doing that. Crosses the streams on his own, yeah? Yeah, very much so. And Prowl tries the ninja stars, but it just absorbs them like that bug thing did in the second episode, I think it was. And Sari thinks the thing might be from Cybertron because her key is glowing and pointing at it now. So Prowl engages with it to try to find its weakness while B and Sari are like, fuck this, and yep, they run. They have a better plan. And, and then Prowl, Prowl agrees that's a good idea. So he runs with them, and they very quickly outrun this monster. It, it shambles, like it's got wonky legs, and it, it moves slow. And Bumblebee's all like, yeah, I was right. There's always monsters when you go camping. And Sari's like, oh, Tutorbot Lighter. Sorry, welcome back, Cotterbot. <laughs> Lied to me about monsters being real, and Prowl's like, it's not a monster, it's from Cybertron, you even said so. And she's like, well, do you guys have ugly things like that in Cybertron? And Bumblebee's like, yeah, we do, but Bulkhead's back at the plant. <laughs> that, that got okay. a laugh out of me. That got a laugh out of me. So Prowl and B talk back and forth, and eventually they realize what this thing is, is space barnacles, which they've dealt with before, that just grow on everything, and they're out in space. But these seem to be some souped-up, powered-up version of space barnacles, because they didn't just infect the machinery, they're controlling it. Yeah, and Prowl was worried, because the, they might 
get to Detroit and take over all the machines there because these things multiply like space barnacles. So they begin to head back and very quickly just find this... It's a mine is what it is, but it looks like a mine straight out of 1872. Like it's got yes. the wooden beams propped up. It's like the one they buried the DeLorean in Back to, back to the yeah. Future. Paul and I grew up in mining communities. Mines do not look like that. No, they do not. And since there's no point in radioing home for backup, they uh, they head into the mine, which apparently Sari's father owns this mine, and she knows that, but uh, she doesn't know what he's got them digging for. You know what I would love is by the end of this series, if we find out that Sumdak is actually super intelligent, and he's been playing a dummy just to throw everybody off the whole time, and he controls everything. He's like, he's not inventor, he's like kingpin. So he like <laughs> has people killed, he controls mines, like he like he probably controls like really dirty diamond mines down in Bolivia and shit like that. <laughs> anyway, um, they are going to head into the mine, but all of a sudden a bunch of snow starts falling on them. They look up, there's the monster, and he, okay, this was the one shining moment of this episode, was this monster causes an avalanche. So we get that. B and Sari jump into the mine. Prowl jumps away from the mine. And then once B and Sari are in, we get a legitimate cave-in. Yep, they're trapped inside. So Bumblebee transforms and gets the headlights on and she gets inside and they need to find another way out. So he heads off and he's spouting all this shit about how from video games he knows how to get his way out of mazes and bang, they're right back at the start. Oh boy. So we go back to the monster. He gets, or it, they get hit by <laughs> batarangs and turn, turns around and there's Prowl, charges Prowl, who is a hologram, and smashes its way through the opening of the mine. So it frees uh, being, sorry, and then... Goes in a rampage, just starts smashing trees out of anger. Yeah, because Prowl ninja stars it in the back again, and it starts looking around for him. But then Prowl just drops down out of a tree and activates his boosters to try and burn this thing. Well, to burn the barnacles, I guess. But all that does is piss it off, and it traps him and is about to smash him one with the shovel arm. Yeah, we didn't say that earlier, is that uh, the one way to get rid of barnacles is to burn them off. Nobody said anything about heat, which is important for later, but burn them with fire. Uh, the monster grabs Prowl, pins him up against uh, the some rock, and then B comes in with the double stingers and knocks the monster off a cliff. I guess that kills it, because it's not a problem for the rest of this episode. Nope. But they turn around, and now Prowl is a problem. Yeah, because Prowl was touched by the thing, and now he's infected with space barnacles, and he starts moving in in commercial break. And when we come back, B tries to talk sense into Prowl. That doesn't work. Prowl jumps at Sari. Like, she says, hey, maybe the key will work. It lunges at her. He lunges at her. And they take off. And then this was really, really dumb, where they're running away at a good pace, and B says, let's drive. So he transforms and spins out in the snow, and instead of transforming back into robot form, he just keeps... Keeps spinning out. Yep. <laughs> but uh, he only gets stuck for a bit, so he is off again. And now we're driving through snow at high speed in the woods in a hatchback. And Sari <laughs> tells him, you know, turn off the headlights so you uh, probably won't be able to see us. And he does. And they immediately crash into a tree. So they turn the headlights back on, which I'm, I'm going to say, dear listener, if you are a driver that is not used to snow... When you are driving, don't turn your brights on in the snow. Just go with your regular headlights. But they get away and almost immediately Sari says, hey, we have to go back for the same reason with the other monster. Prowl's going to chase us into Detroit and infect everything. So we got to draw him into. I think the plan is to draw him into the mine and trap him there. 
Yeah, and she points out that they can just follow, you know, Bumblebee's wheel tracks back to the mine. So off they go, and sure enough, Prowl follows them, and Bumblebee has a line about how the barnacles drained him of his ninja bot smarts because he fell for the oldest trick in the book, and then he causes a cave-in, trapping all three of them inside. Two cave-ins this episode, Paul. Two cave-ins. <laughs> they spoil us. Uh, so yeah, they have to run for it, um, and we have talked about this before, how cool it is when transformers and it's mostly bumblebee yeah. do half transformations and bumblebee does a cool one here yep because he partially transforms and now we can kind of drive on the minecart tracks and he tells sorry to start looking for a tree that can light on fire to burn the barnacles off a of prowl and she's like trees don't grow underground yeah yeah he well basically he's laying down flat on the tracks and then just using the wheels and his shoulders and his feet as the minecart sorry sits on top so they they don't find a tree obviously but they do find the end of the rails and bumblebee is like fuck that time to fight back he throws a minecart or rolls a minecart at prowl and they use the distraction to run into I don't know, a utility control room? Yeah, because Bumblebee finds a box on the wall and it's labeled fire hose. And I guess he thinks it's a hose that shoots fire. <laughs> I forgot about this. This made me laugh out loud. Yeah, he grabs fi a fire hose and he's like, ha ha, fire. And it shoots water. He goes, wait, what? I know I, I get annoyed sometimes when it's like, how do you guys not understand things by this point when you've been on Earth? This one totally works. I believe that this is the first time Bumblebee has encountered a fire hose, and I buy that it doesn't make sense to him. But sorry, figures, if there's a fire hose, it must be there for a reason. And sure enough, there's the furnace room. Oh, and that's what She runs is. inside, okay. but uh, Prowl manages to smack Bumblebee one before he gets the door shut. Yeah, so they get inside. Sorry explains to Bumblebee, I'm going to hook the hose up here to the furnace it'll heat the water somehow she just assumes now hot water will burn the barnacles even though yes. it was stated as fire before whatever the important part is that bumblebee got uh mutated or infected and he turns around and goes Bleh. yeah and she hoses him down anyway even though the furnace isn't going yet and then she starts yelling at her key because it won't start the thing and then prowl breaks down the door and they start moving in on her i really didn't like this bit what happens is sorry taps her key against an element or hits it on looks like an element and that heats up in the water blah 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 but it, it it seemed to be played out as sorry has to figure this out it's not going to be as easy as plug in the key there's an extra step she has to figure out this time except the key didn't give her a hint there was no logical progression to her figuring it out she just went huh and smacked the key against this element and it works and she blasts the two of them with hot water and they're fine Yep, it kills all the things, and now we're home safe and sound, and everybody's fine, but Sari has a cold, because that's not how colds work, and then Prowl and Bumblebee start arguing, and Sari points out that the thing, uh, the thing that they were fighting was a mix of nature and technology working together, because that's what they're arguing about, is which is better, nature or technology, and it was a mix, just like their team, I so. Yes, and okay. then we have the closer of the episode where Sumdak finds, okay, it wasn't the monster that was giving off the signal, it was a part of Megatron's chest, and Sumdak finds it. And he can't wait to bring this back to Megatron. He's going to be so surprised.
I'm guessing that Megatron's body is what some Dex guys were digging for in the mine, even though it attacks them from outside the mine, but it was being controlled by space barnacles. All right, fine, alien things. It's interesting how they survived atmospheric re-entry when boiling water from a fire hose used by a 55-pound kid that she also gets all over herself, but doesn't scald herself to death was all it took to kill them. But we've done enough physics shit for a while. So what I want to know is when was Megatron infected with space barnacles? Like, when he was outside the Autobot ship before he blasted his way in in that first episode? That would make the most sense. They say that the things attached themselves to ships, maybe stepped on a few, but then why didn't we see him start going all zombie-like back then? They affect Prowl and Bumblebee pretty much right away. How come Prime didn't get infected when Megatron had his foot on his chest? And if they can survive re-entry, shouldn't the Autobot ship still have some on it too at the bottom of the lake? Why aren't they taking that thing for a spin around, chasing ships and sailboats and rubber dinghies? And if they can get a robot buried for 50 years without a head to get up and run around and attach excavators to itself, taking the Autobot ship for a drive isn't too much of a stretch. Is Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Megatron Rising Part 1, the beginning of the end of Season 1 mm. of Transformers Animated. If you want to get a rise out of us, you can contact <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you're listening to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you then. You need to learn this survival stuff.